Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya, The Three Muslims. We're joined here with definitely not Flavia once again. How you doing? Assalamu alaikum, guys. I'm doing really well. Alhamdulillah. 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 What about your name? I don't know if we discussed this last time. It just slipped my mind. But why are you definitely not Flavia? Um. Well, it was because not Flavia was taken. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to do definitely instead. And this wow. reminds me of like people's like Tumblr usernames back then. Yeah, it's not very creative, but you know, I kind of regret using my name online. But what can we do mm. now? <laughs> you know, some sisters like asked, like DM'd us asking, "Is that really her last, like her first name?" And we were like, "Yeah, that's dead ass her first name." <laughs> yeah. It's a unique name. I've never heard it before. But uh, Anhel gives us salams. He couldn't make it right now because it's super late for him. Um, but regardless, uh, Rami, what do you think of the title of today's stream? Um, wallah, I didn't even read it, bro. What's the title? Oh my god, bro. Today we are talking about do women need education? Oh, okay, I see. I see. Super, super loaded question, but uh, that's yeah. why we have Sister Flavia here. Um, so before we go in, do you have anything that you want to mention or to the viewers, anything like that? Um, I don't mean, bro. That, that question was for Sister Flavia. Oh, my bad. Oh, oh my, no, you, <laughs> asked me, you asked me if I read the title, so I'm like. It's all good, bro. Sorry. You guys can both answer it. Do I have anything to mention about the subject or mm -hmm. anything at all? Um, I think that it's been talked about on on TikTok side for a while now. I don't even know why it's a discussion, but apparently it is. Um, Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Okay, alhamdulillah. So anyone that made it this far, smash that like button before we go in. Many things to talk about today. So number one, we're gonna talk about women's education. Some of the things going on today in the marriage market, because men and women both clearly have different expectations from the other gender, and they think that we require very similar things. That's not the case oftentimes. Um, should a woman get education? Should she not? What are her intentions for getting that education? Um, and so on and so forth. So before we even go into it, Rami, do you want us to do you want to give us like a very clear, like Islamic answer to this in a nutshell? Like, can women have a right to an education because many yeah. people are bothered by the idea that women are going to seek education. Yeah. So uh, the rights to education is something that is, is not only given to people, but encouraged for people. Um, and if you look at uh, it's funny, her name, I believe her name is Ashi Shifa. Um, but uh, it was either her or another sister. Uh, these are Sahabia, right? So in the time of Omar, radiallahu anhu, Omar radiallahu anhu appointed her as like a, a chief, um, kind of medical advisor or a doctor or something at the time because she was very well versed in medicine um, so you know if Omar radiallahu anhu can, could utilize a woman's education in that way rather than saying you know bring a man or whatever then why should we discourage women from learning Islam you know the Prophet the topic of enjoining good and forbidding evil and, and seeking knowledge is an obligation upon everyone including women and some people might say that uh, that's only in, in the religion. I would say first and foremost, it is in the religion 100%, but it's not exclusive to the religion, right? There are many women, many women throughout history, like Shifa, um, who I mentioned, gotten education. And at the very least, education is like, it's a loaded thing. What are we talking about? Physics, talking about mathematics, we're talking about business administration. What are we talking about? <clears throat> if someone wants to say that, you know, maybe there are certain fields women uh, shouldn't go into, that is one, it's understandable, you know, in the Western uh, context. 
But to say that, you know, they don't have the right to or they should not have the ability to, um, regardless of circumstance, situation or whatever, I think is a little a little too much. It's a little too loaded. Um, there are you know, certain cases like if the woman is married and her husband doesn't want her to work, you know, I can understand that. Um, but uh, that's, you know, between the, the man and the husband. The man and the husband, bro. Yeah, sorry, yeah, my bad. <laughs> the LGBT uh, TV is getting to be, man. SubhanAllah. No, we, we know what you mean, bro. Very well put, bro. Jazakallah khair for that. I think that in Islam, and specifically in many fields, like for example, if you have a wife and she's giving labor, you wouldn't want her to have, let's say, a male gynecologist. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it goes without saying. But I know like now that doesn't necessitate that every woman now needs to become in STEM because we need that many female gynecologists. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a very nuanced topic. And I think that people are coming at it too black and white. Some people are in one extreme saying that women should literally dedicate their lives to a career, get all these useless degrees, like, you know, gender studies or whatever. We they don't need that. But then there's the extreme thing that women actually should not study at all. And I think it's a very nuanced topic. So Sister Flavia, what do you think about all that? I think that the brothers that, tell us that education isn't needed or that we shouldn't go to university i think they come from a certain perspective of that they think that all of us who are going to go to university are going to be raging feminists and we're going to come out not wanting any kids not wanting to get married etc cetera, etc cetera, because of they cherry pick these situations where that does happen but in reality you go to the masala in the university or in the college every single muslim wants to get married 99.9% of all conversations are, what are we going to do to get married? Da, 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 da. We always talk about it. It's not like we don't want to, right? Sometimes like our parents want us to pursue a higher education just in case, and mm -hmm. or we want to pursue something just in case. But at the end of the day, mainly for all Muslims, it's because like we all just want to get married, right? Do you think that's the case for Muslims specifically? Because I think that for non-Muslim women, I've seen a lot of them kind of get lost in the sauce. But then for Muslims, y'all know very clearly how important it is to have marriage. Yeah, I think that it's super, super, super different between non-Muslims and Muslims. Because if you ask their purpose of studying to a Muslim versus a non-Muslim, they're going to have completely different answers, you know. The Muslima, I, from what I've seen, tends to be, oh, because I want to have something to fall back on. And for the non-Muslims, it's usually, oh, I just want to pursue education and I want to be like a boss babe or whatever they want to call themselves, you know, and um, like work for myself or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we have completely different standards and goals. And I think some brothers are, you know, putting us into the same category when we're not. Mm, okay, that was very well put. So my my first question today is going to be, what are your thoughts about a man's perspective on a woman's marriage ability, we can call it, uh, based on her education? So do you think that it increases her chances of being a suitable candidate to a man, the average man, obviously all else being equal? Do you think it decreases it or do you think it has like no impact? Um, honestly, I think that Perhaps, I guess for some men, it does kind of scare them away because, you know, since they do group us into the same category as non-Muslims, they're going to be like, oh, so she has a higher education. She's going to divorce me and run away, you know, 
and she's not going to take the marriage seriously because she can just dip whenever, right? Because she does mm. have her own job. She has her own responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I don't think the brothers should think this way, right? I don't think that anyone should think this way because you are putting us, A, in the category, like I said before, of non-Muslims, which is very insulting, <laughs> to be honest with you. And B, because that's not the reality of things. We like most of us, we do want to get settled down, right? And I guess it just depends on every man and their comfortability. But I don't think that any man should be scared of marrying a girl with you know higher knowledge because it's it's. I was actually having a conversation with my dad about this the other day, but he was he told me I don't want to marry someone I don't I didn't want to marry someone who didn't pursue anything in their life because I don't want to talk to a brick wall, right? I don't want to talk to someone who just looks pretty and then they have nothing, you know, to tell me, no stories, nothing. So, yeah. Rami, bro, what's on your mind? Um, I just want to get this out of the way because I've been laughing about it for the last like 10 minutes. Come on, uh, bro. All right, go. Someone, <laughs> I know somebody out there is going to take my man and a husband uh, statement and say that I said that on purpose because only the man gets the, the choice. So it's <laughs> the uh, You got <laughs> jokes, eh? This is stuff for a lot. Alhamdulillah. He's a funny but, guy. Uh, Alhamdulillah. On the, on the actual topic, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think it really depends on the situation and like the sister mentioned the person's intention and um, what they like to do. I don't think it, it's not like, it's not like someone where, it's not like something where you can look at it and, and, and draw any conclusion. Like if you if you if you're vetting a guy or, or a woman and they were married before and you keep hearing that they kept like hitting and beating their partner, that's something you could draw a conclusion from. OK, I should stay away because they're clearly aggressive or at least at some point where and I don't want to take that risk. But if some if mm. someone comes and says, oh, I studied, you know, uh, psychology or or whatever the field is, I studied medicine or law. Okay, well, law is a different story. I don't want to talk about that. But, you know, I studied this field. You know, that's not something you can draw a conclusion from. So I think everyone needs to use their discretion and be mature adults and look at the person that they're talking to. If this person is like gloating and boasting, yeah, I got this degree and I got that degree and I'm so, you know, uh, professional and academic and blah, blah, blah. You know, then you could look beyond that and say, okay, this person seems maybe a little too haughty, a little too arrogant, a little too proud of their degrees they put too much value in their education you know mm. uh, especially in a secular world uh, but if you look at a person they're like yeah i did this i studied this and you see they're a good person with good morals and good character and conduct and good religion and that stuff then why would you turn that person away um i think mm. the difference is not between getting a degree and getting education and not i think the difference should be between if they are basically arrogant or bad in character or have a liberalized western mindset or if they have a, a you know an Islamic mindset, or the difference should be you know are they are they coherent or are they stupid? I wouldn't want to marry a dumb woman. I don't think a woman would want would want to marry a dumb man either. Um, I don't think people want to marry dumb people in general. Uh, so it doesn't really have to do much with if uh, having a degree or not, but more so being um, a, a coherent, uh, conducive person in life. So um, my maybe my answer would have been different a year ago. Allahu alam, but my wife has a degree in marketing economics and that has helped me tremendously. Um, and I think many brothers can, uh, even my, my friend, I'm not going to say his name, but he's on TikTok. His wife studied psychology. That's helped him tremendously in his dawah as well. So 
if you're going to choose a partner, why not choose someone who has a little more edge over somebody else if they can benefit you? And did you mean edge as like shortened form of education or? No, edge. I actually meant edge like they have something over somebody else. But Bro, I thought you, you were going to slide that in, bro, discreetly. No, no, no. SubhanAllah. So let's talk about some of the reasons. It was wonderful what both of you said, but we should talk about some of the reasons that men specifically do fear and are intimidated by this, like Sister Fabi was mentioning. Um, so some of the arguments that I hear very often are it takes a certain relative degree of dis- disagreeability to make it in education. Now, if you have someone like that as a wife, their fear is that they wouldn't necessarily be as feminine. And femininity is something that men, at least masculine men with their fitra correct, they find that attractive and suitable. So what would you say to that, Sister Fabia? I think that is a very boring lifestyle and person to have beside you if they are constantly agreeing with everything you have to say or everything you do i'm sorry but are you are you saying this as a woman or (laughs) i'm saying i'm saying like both men and women if they agree all the time like it's not it's not like bad to have disagreements um Mm -hmm. like right but of course don't disagree on something that's like completely dumb like i don't know if he likes a certain car don't say oh my gosh so ugly like you know don't have those itty bitty weird disagreements but if you guys have general disagreements about i don't know sorts of things and the aspects of politics i don't know anything it's okay to have a back and forth right the main thing that needs to be there is islam and that you guys aren't disagreeing on islam that's the only thing that matters basically hmm Fair enough. Rami, what do you think? Um, I had an answer, then I forgot the question. Okay, so the question is, women require a certain degree of disagreeability, not just women, but just men and women in general to basically uh, progress through like the upper echelons of education, in the workforce, in today's society, right? So Mm -hmm. that a lot of men think that this will make their women or women folk more masculine a um, little bit more disagreeable and you know sister Flavia was talking about like where we draw the line obviously she shouldn't disagree with islamic things but just in general this heightened disagreeability like a character trait yeah yeah so firstly i'm interested in why they draw that conclusion that going through the education system kind of produces disagreeable people i would say there are many uh, you know even women in the workforce who went through educations that are still very agreeable and feminine in nature i don't think going through an education necessitates that they would come out this you know, disagreeable monster. I think that's a little extreme to say. But regardless, like the sister was saying, disagreements are not bad in the, you know, themselves. Um, mm. If if you have a case where, you know, a man is making a big decision and his wife weighs in, there's nothing wrong with that. And let me give an example. This is not really in decision, but the Prophet said him, he actually went to one of his wives. Um, basically, he saw a dream that he was going to do hajj with the Sahaba. I'm sure people are familiar mm-hmm. with the story. And when he got there, the uh, I believe the pagans didn't let them in. So they weren't able to do hajj. So people kind of, I don't want to say lost faith, but they kind of grew a little like upset, depressed. Like you're supposed to come all the way here and do it, you know, do a hajj. What happened? The Prophet said, I just saw a dream we were doing hajj. It didn't have to be this year, you know? Um, so they, the Prophet said, you know, um, uh, shave your heads and, and do this and that. And well, yeah, he said, shave your heads and slaughter the animals and do all that stuff still. And they wouldn't really listen. They were kind of distraught. He went back to one of his wives and he asked for advice. And, you know, she gave him advice. She said, start shaving your hair 
and cut and slaughtering the animals, they will follow you on that. So he did that and, and it worked. They did it. You know, so you have the husband, the prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, who none of us are better than being advised by his wife, you know. So disagreeability or her having an opinion or her stating something uh, is not a bad trait. I would like the sister said, I would not want a woman that would 100 percent back my decisions unless my decisions were final. Right. And I think that's the the straw because people fall into an extremes of oh, if they if she disagrees with this, then it's a problem because she's always going to disagree with everything. But that's not necessarily true. There are some things that mm. you know, if you what if you're wrong, she should disagree with you and you should hope to have a partner that would look at you and say, that's silly. That's dumb. That's that's not going to work. You know, I was very harsh, I think, in my approach to women once upon a time. And my wife told me that this stuff doesn't work. And I realized, you know, through speaking with her, it doesn't work. And now when I take that into that way, it's completely changed. I think, alhamdulillah, it's had a much better result. And that will translate, I think, to everybody else's life. If Once they get married, a lot of people out there, you know, they're very stern, like red pill, mucho macho, even talking to women. Then they get married and like everything changes. That's just that's just how life goes. Because we, when we hear about women through the lens of men, you know, we get a masculine perspective. You know, the whole thing about, you know, don't learn how to fish from a fish learn from a fisherman kind of thing is it's vice versa as well you know if you want to learn how to treat a woman you actually you you shouldn't um you shouldn't take it from the people who have never had a good you know a success story with a woman basically we've only been heartbroken in that stuff you know it's only the men with the worst experiences that are, are propagating the stuff so maybe you shouldn't listen to them mm. very well put bro now, the next thing I hear a lot is there's a hadith where the Prophet mentions that a man's responsibility and obligation in the eyes of Allah is to take care and protect his family, his wife, so on and so forth. And then for the wife, it's the home. So the the problem that I see a lot of men equating this to is if she has a career, if she if she works a job, then she's kind of diffusing her responsibility from the house. Now, Sister Flavia, what do you think about that? Sorry, it's extra time. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. <laughs> and that for Isha. Yeah. Bro, who the hell is this? Let me pin this comment right now. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. What is this? <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even know why you guys are laughing at that. Like, what does that even mean? You know, I told yo, I told you guys before the stream that y'all are so zoomed in. I'm literally so small. Like, look at this. It's ridiculous. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, could you repeat the question? Yeah. Okay. Bismillah. So I was saying that when it comes to, um, there's a hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu mentions that a man's responsibility is to protect and provide for and maintain his family, his wives, his kids. Mm -hmm. And for a woman, the obligation in the eyes of Allah is to protect and defend his honor when he's not there, but just to maintain the home and focus on that as in like an obligation in the eyes of Allah. But at the same time, men are now equating this to the sense of her diffusing responsibility from her obligation by Allah. Uh, when she picks a career or a job or something like that. So what do you have to say about that? I think that when, if men are saying that or when men say that, I think that's the fear kicking in again, mm -hmm. saying, oh, my wife is going to be more masculine if she knows 
more than me or she has a degree she you can have a talk with her before you get married asking her if she does want to work or not right most of us don't want to work most of us (laughs) I'm going to be quite frank with you guys most of us don't want to work so the only reason why we're pursuing a higher education whether we have different reasons for that for us for our family for the future But the main reason that I hear is that we don't live in a utopia. We don't live in an Islamic state with a Khalifa who has, you know, these set of rules saying that, you know, if a woman isn't working, she has to be legally provided for by her mahrams, which would make us feel safer. And I 100% assure all the brothers here that if we had that sort of system, all the sisters, like, there would be majority of sisters would you know stay at home do their duties because they'd feel safe right Mm. they would feel safe at all times but unfortunately we don't live in that utopia that world so we want to pursue higher education just in case i like that you said utopia but coincidentally that's what islam stands for but islam is not being practiced in the correct islamic framework in the west um and the problem is I strongly believe it's our fault as men that we have failed. I've spoken to uh, Brother Gabriel Aromani so many times about this, that this whole feminism, independent movement that you see, it's because men failed their responsibility in the first place by not making sure that we're taking care of all our affairs, that women now kind of felt like they were oppressed or they were abused or they were not having their rights withheld, such as being provided for, being protected for. Um, maybe they can't go back to the wali, whatever the case is, that now there's almost like this reactionary movement that they need to take care of themselves or no one else will. Um, so Rami, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, obviously, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's prescribed certain laws and in, in, in ways of living for us uh, for a reason. So anything less than that is going to cause problems, you know. Um, there's a reason the uh, Khalifa is in charge of taking care of those who cannot take care of themselves. That's why Umar radiallahu anhu introduced, um, uh, you know, basically benefits that people get when they have children. And this, you know, is from a well-known story. Uh, so, but I, do, but I do think there's a degree of truth to what the brothers say. Because it's not so much about education now. Now it's about working, right? A woman can get an education and not work in that field or any field. That's, you know, possible. And she can retain and you know, keep learning whatever she studied in. That's fine. But in, in going out and working, you know, this could be a problem. Because if they do have kids, think about it, you know, uh, I don't want to say from the child's perspective, but think about the kid. You know, she gets, what, six months, a year, um, you know, after giving birth to be with the kid and that's it. Or maybe two years and then that's it. You throw them under a nanny and, and, and then the mom and the dad are working. You know, that's very destructive for a kid. And you don't know which nanny is taking care of them. You don't know, like, you might find them on uh, some, you know, nanny.net or something like that. You don't know if they're good, what they're going to be teaching your kid, uh, and if they're going to be good to them. Uh, so there is a responsibility for the mother to take care of the, the kids and nurture them. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them, you know, with more empathy. Um, that's just how, naturally how they are, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, so, um, you know, if, if a man does tell his wife, you know, you need to leave your job and stay home and take care of the kid, she should listen to him 100%. And I, I generally think, like, if women want to work, you know, uh, if they need to work, that's one thing, right? The scholars say this principle. 
But if they want to work and they they forsake their children at the co- or they 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 forsake their children just basically to go work to make extra money just for themselves, that's not something that's okay. Hmm. Hundred percent. Okay. Now this brings me to my next question that I wanted to ask Sister Flavia. When you and I'm assuming you're still single, right? Mm-hmm. So should we should we get like CVV sent to your DMs or how does that work? <laughs> are you are you looking or are you just not interested at the moment? Um. Well. My one thing was that I, my mom and the rest of my family had to know about my conversion, and then I would start looking. And I didn't expect it to be this early. So, already? like, they found out on accident, okay. or somebody snitched on me. I don't know how it went. I don't know if they're actually telling me the truth, but um, somebody found out in my family that I did TikTok, and they saw me with the niqab, and they saw me with the hijab, and they all kind of freaked out. And <laughs> So what you're trying to say is you're single, ready to mingle. Exactly. Okay, in a permissible way. So guys, um, this brings me to my next question. So Sister Flavia, let's say you're looking at a man's potential as a candidate mm-hmm. if he wants to marry you. Does education or anything like that for him uh, change anything about his suitability in your eyes? Or are you more of like you just care about income? Um, I do care about education. I can't lie. I do. Um, and I guess that's because the way I've been raised and I do like to have intellectual talks. I'm not saying that, you know, men who just make a ton of money aren't, you know, intellectual, but I would personally want someone who does have an education just in case anything, you know, goes wrong. Cause I know businesses and, you know, being your own boss, you know, things can go wrong. Right. So I would want someone with an education um so in my opinion it does kind of step it up of course depending on the depending on the degree because gender studies is like yeah i kind of overlook that yeah alhamdulillah rami what about you let's say you are single um you're not you're married or let's say you're looking for a second wife um and let's say you are trying to screen um you know potential wifey Let's say she has a degree versus she doesn't have a degree. How does this impact her credibility to you? It literally does not impact it at all. And that's what I was trying to say with my first answer that it, what effect, okay, she has a degree in, in, I don't know, business administration or or some kind of management role or something. Okay. She's not going to manage the house. Um, so as long as she knows that, that's no problem. If she thinks she's going to come and start managing everything, okay, no, obviously it's not going to work. But uh, if she has that degree and uses it to like, you know, manage the the children or manage like a, a business or a side hustle we have or manage her own kind of, um, you know, uh, drop. Uh, I don't say drop shipping. Some scholars say it's not halal, but, you know, whatever uh, is permissible for her. OK, go for it. It's not a problem, but because um, it's not a marker for good mm. or bad per se. It depends on the person. So no doubt into our eyes. And I want to agree with that, that it doesn't increase our marriageability to us. Um Depending on the man, it might be a cultural norm. For example, a lot of Desi households, I know this for a fact, they require their wife to be super high educated in like upper, you know, higher education, not just like high school, not just undergrad, like I'm talking grad school and even more. And the parents look for that as a criteria, as a requirement, as an obligation. If she cannot withhold that, then she's disqualified automatically. Um, But just letting you all know from our point of view as men, this doesn't affect us whatsoever, like if she has an education or not. Um, so I agree with Brother Rami. Um, so Sister Flavia, what are you looking for aside from education then in a potential man? Um, really looking for 
someone who has a passion in giving dawa, especially because that's one of my main goals in life. Um, like I've set it out to convert people in my country, like, or at least spread the message of Islam, you know, in my um, native area. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, because there's a lot of misconceptions about Islam over there. So if my husband isn't willing to come with me and do that, or my future husband, sorry, my husband isn't willing to do that, then that's a really, really big down for me. Mm. So Dawa and Islamic knowledge is um, really, really up there for me. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Anything else that you want to mention? Um. Obviously, the education part and, you know, you know, uh, that he can provide for me and make me feel comfortable and stuff. Um, also, that he's comfortable with my family, you know, not being Muslim and everything. He's willing to be soft with them. Um, also, educate them on Islam with me. Um, yeah, that's, that's about, what about it. What about his temperament? Like, do you want a masculine Ooh. man? Do you want a feminine man? Like... Everyone has their own preferences. I'm just trying to make your life easier when they DM you. Okay, okay, I see. Um, honestly, it's obviously as a Muslim, we gotta have a masculine man, not a red pill guy. Definitely not a red pill. Just like an Islamically Muslim, sorry, masculine an man. Islamically Muslim man, you heard? <laughs> it's an Islamically masculine man. Sorry. Islamically masculine. That's that's based. I like that. Um, now, brother Rami, what other things do you look for um, aside from her, let's say, having an attitude of not managing the house and being cooperative? Uh, what else do you look for? Um, well, the best advice is always the advice of the Prophet Muhammad, where he said, basically, if you want to be successful, marry for religion. Uh, in, in another hadith, he mentions religion and, and, and good you know, character mannerisms. So those are the two most important things. And the reason is very clear. If they have good character, then no matter what the situation is, inshallah, most of the time, you and them, if you both have good character, will be able to diffuse it and deal with it in a rational and mature way. Um, rather, if they have bad character, you will, you know, even if she's a woman, sometimes she'll hit you, she'll yell, she'll scream, she'll, you know, be manipulative, she'll lose her mind sometimes, you know, and same thing with guys. Sometimes they'll, they'll lose their mind and walk out on you and threaten divorce and all these crazy things, uh, which we, um, you know, we need to avoid. And their religion, because, you know, if they fear Allah, even if they hate you, they're not going to be bad to you because they know, you know, you have rights over them and vice versa. So those are the best things to look for. If you want more specifics, um, I don't really like answering these questions because specifics really de- at that point depends on the person. Because if hmm. I'm a person who really needs to be catered, catered for or catered to, um, then I would look for a woman who can do that. And if I'm, I'm a person that doesn't really need to be catered to, but hmm. needs someone who, you know, I can I can kind of walk through my problems and you know we could talk it out and she can give me some advice and i could you know run my ideas past her or something and i would look for that so it depends on a person bro i know you don't want to want to go specific right now i'm going to go even more specific oh, uh, but i promise it's relevant bro so sister okay. flavia mentioned something like let's say masculinity or degree these things are binary you either have it or you don't sure there's like degrees to how far you can have these things but either you have it or you don't you you mentioned dean how do you measure something like that as a man, because a lot of sisters might be hearing this and be like, am I Islamically on point? Am I not? So where do you draw your, I guess, basic fundamental uh, P's and Q's on that? Um, well, there's a surface level and then the deeper level. The surface level is things like, you know, as from from a man's perspective, you know, if she's if she's wearing uh, hijab, if she's praying her salah, 
um, <clears throat> if she fasts the month of Ramadan, you know, these, these basic surface, surface level things that you could see. Deeper is how much Islamic knowledge does she actually have? Is she able to quote the Quran? Is she able to quote the Hadith of the Prophet And then deeper and deeper would be how does she treat her parents? You know, what's her modesty level in front of you speaking with you? You know, is she like day two and she's super out there flirtatious? Or is she still, you know, keeping herself reserved um, uh, because she is not, you know, halal fear yet and vice versa? These things are, are all things you need to watch out for. I think people need to develop a lot of basic skills nowadays, uh, including being observant. When you really, really, you know, observe things and think rationally and critically about them um, and don't get hooked on the idea of, oh, I want to be married or be married to this person, you mm. will end up saving yourself from a lot of, of trouble. Mm, okay, alhamdulillah. Someone wrote that you went too deep, bro. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, Fai does have W Riz. I don't know. I'm going to act like I don't know what that means for the purposes of Haya. Uh, the stream turned into The Bachelors. Is that like a TV show or what? I, I don't know so. what that is. Does Sister Flavia feel comfortable? Oh, that, that should be like the first thing that we ask her. Do you feel comfortable being here with us? Yes, I do. Are I you do. here against your own will? No, there's no guns being pointed at my head, guys. Okay. <laughs> guys speak education, not marriage. It just goes to show how everything comes back to marriage eventually. Um, so we do have a super chat on me if you want to address this. Um, oh, my God, this guy. How old is Sister Flavia and how much older would she like her husband to be? Maybe younger? Question mark. I emojis. Um, this right here. Stop being thirsty. And yeah, I mean, what's, what's wrong with you people? Honestly, like if you can't be normal, then just leave the stream. Mm. You know, fear Allah. Seriously, fear Allah. Look at Sister Flavia. She didn't even answer that question. <laughs> no, when it comes to younger guys, I feel like that's just, for me, the dynamic kind of goes off. I, okay, listen, I'm not trying to like offend anyone who has, you know, who's younger in age than their spouse or whatever. But when if I look at myself and I'm in a marriage or I'm a little bit older, it's always going to be in my brain. I can't lie. It's, it won't go out. It won't go out. And I guess that has to do with, like, the dynamic of my family. Because none of my um, my parents, my mom, she's younger than my dad. My grandparents, same thing. Just goes on and on and on and on back. So, mm. I guess it's just the dynamic. But, yeah. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. All right. So, now my next question for both of you guys is going to be this. That let's say you have a scenario where there is a man who is looking for a potential wife, right? And he actually is considering getting with a woman, but she's currently in school. Now, the woman, irregardless of if she wants to finish or not, what do you think, first, Rami, his approach should be on this? And I know it's going to definitely differ person to person, so no one's going to deny that some men would want her to finish. Some men might prefer her not to finish. And at the end of the day, it's her right if she wants to finish or not. But how would you answer that? Because there's always a better option in terms of what we should do. So just so I get the question straight, she's in school, still has, you know, time to go. And let's she's say, getting yeah. married. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, and yeah, let's say she, she's actually interested in marrying the brother and he intends on marrying her. But she, school might be in the way. Maybe this is a concern for him. Maybe it's not. Okay. Well, I mean, nothing is stopping Nikah. No, nothing is stopping them from sitting in, uh, you know, 
agreeing on a mahr, sitting with the wali and two witnesses and a sheikh, and um, writing the marriage contract and signing off. Nothing is stopping mm-hmm. them from that. Not school, not work, nothing. And nothing should be, at least in that case. Uh, you can do the nikah, and, and she can finish school while you guys are married. And that shouldn't stop you guys. And um, if you guys are same in the same area, then she could even live with you and still go to school. You know, um, Generally speaking, de- again, depends on the situation. But there's nothing holding people back from that. Now, if the man specifically has a problem with that, then that's something they need to talk about before they get married. Um, and maybe amongst other things. But generally speaking, it shouldn't hold anyone back. The only people in that situation, school's not holding them back, by the way. The only people holding them back usually are the parents. Oh my God, why do you want to get married? You're only, you're only 25 years old. You know, you have three years of university left because you're going to be a doctor. Um, what are you mm. waiting for? It's like, bro, what, what are you talking about? I'm getting my nikah. I'm, it's halal. I'm allowed to be with this person. You can even still live with your parents and be married to someone. Just the problem is a lot of parents do not make it easy for their kids to get married. And that's a shame. Go on to that, bro, because I feel like what you said was spot on that not only is it going to be no impact on their school education most of the time, but sometimes it might actually benefit them, help them lower the gaze, help them protect the private parts as the law obligates us. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you think the, there's fitna in the West, then university is fitna central. You have a bunch of people who are at the the absolute like height and peak of their sexual hormonal drive. They are their body's telling them, oh, I need to do this and that and procreate and whatever, you know? So not being married in that situation is only going to make it easier to do something haram. Now, obviously, the haram should be very difficult. You know, back in the day, it was difficult to go to someone's place or go somewhere and commit zina. It was difficult. Nowadays, unfortunately, it's very, very easy. And the haram is very easy and the halal is very difficult. That's something that is horrible. So you're going to fitna central university and you're seeing all these people and you're feeling all these emotions. And especially, you know, as a man, there's a huge, for women as well, I don't want people to think there isn't, but men that drive that libido so much greater, seeing whatever he's seeing, you know, he looks down, he sees a magazine of a woman on the floor. He looks to the left, he sees a bus driving by with a woman on it. Uh, he looks, you know, sitting in class, the professor is a woman or something. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult. So being married, at least, you know, you're going to feel these feelings. But at the end of the day, you come home to your loving wife, you get to spend time with her and, you know, uh, do you know what you need to do as a man uh, to feel you know good and continue going? Beautiful, bro. Alhamdulillah, sister Flavia. What do you think about that? I think the scenario of when you know the guy says you know, get out of university, like you don't need to pursue this higher education and stuff. It kind of, I mean, at least to me, it raises red flags. <laughs> I can't oh, lie. Oh, here we go. It raises so many red flags. Um, and that's because, like, you know, I guess, you know, we're not protected here as women in the West, right? Mm. Not very protected. If I knew that I could fall back on anyone, on any of, you know, my mahrams to just provide for me, again, I would 100% just be like, okay, I'm out of school. I'm just going to pursue Islamic education. That's it. But, um, I think that they say this a lot of the times because they say, you know, university causes fitna and you being there, you're a fitna, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, we're in full, if you're in full hijab and you're going to university, lowering your gaze, we don't have all women's universities over here in the West. What can we do? Right. Mm, I agree with that. 
Um, before I go to my next question, someone wrote my GPS point four seven. Would you say that's good? Look at how her eyes lit up. She's like, <laughs> next, uh, next. I'm eighteen and I live in Ottawa, but failed math in uni. Um, I think the eighteen is already like she doesn't go with younger. And then the math. What do you think about that? Is there any hope? Yeah, no. You have to be peak at math. My father does not like. Oof. That's like the first question the Wally's gonna ask. You got <laughs> Yeah. Um, Brother Ali writes, the sooner the better. You never know how much time you have. May Allah bless us with a long life, Allah Ameen. But we do not have the guarantee of tomorrow. Jazakallah. We need universities only for Muslims like the Christians do. This is what you were saying. We don't have that, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. it's not much we could do with that. Um, okay, cool. Next question is, let's say now the sister is considering considering that maybe this man that she found is like a really good potential prospect. And mm-hmm. no scarcity mentality. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking objectively. He is like the catch of all catches. And she has, let's say, I don't know, like four, five, six years left in education. So it's not even like, all right, let me just finish it in like a couple months or like a year. Um, now, the sister is considering, let's say, leaving school for him and trusting that, you know what? Bismillah, I'm going to pray Istikhara. He got my back. I don't have to worry about it. And main long story short, she's not even that much progressed in her education. So if she wants to start again, it's only like she's maybe like just... 10% in, 5% in. So what advice would you give the sister? Um, I would tell her, you know, if she prayed the Sakhara, she has a good feeling about it. She hasn't seen any red flags. This brother is educated Islamically and he can provide for her. Why not? Just, just go for it. <laughs> I know my dad, if, if he, he listens to this, he's probably going to be like, Fabio, you're crazy tell her to pursue her education i mean it just depends on everyone's goals right it's case by case scenario mm, and how comfortable okay. she is how does how does baba feel about coming on the stream next time i think we talked about that last time right yeah me or no um i haven't but he is definitely down like he's, he's down you're not even down you didn't even you're loafing on this because we we have Sonny Faz, who's another YouTuber, and his mom comes too, Christian uh-huh. mom, and the discourses are very like amusing. Hearing her perspective as like a Christian mom who's like kind of born again, like she came into it recently, mm-hmm. challenging some of her views and just talking to her. Yeah, my dad could probably give some some of his his hot takes on religion and stuff. He's not really a Christian, but he does believe in God. He's a deist, so. Mm be some interesting conversations inshallah, inshallah. guys comment if you want that now next uh question rami where do you think that the best places to find a religious traditional wife would be i know what i'm gonna answer but i want you to go first um i don't i don't know i don't i don't think there's a, there's no place that i know of where it's like you can just go and find a traditional wife like you can't just go to like the traditional wife store and you know take your pick it's kind of like a diamond you you dig you dig you dig eventually you find one in the spot um yeah there are better places than others i don't know why my camera keeps glitching my bad um you shouldn't go to the mall looking for a wife but you know you can go to the masjid you can go to um uh what's wrong with the mall the mall is i mean 
I, th I think generally the quality of the people at the mall would not be as good as the quality of the people at like the masjid. You know, for example, I'm not saying the mall is bad. I'm, I'm sure people got married that way. But this isn't, I would say, the ideal way to find someone. I think that if you're going to look for someone, if you have that intention, hmm. to fix this, then it should, you should, you know, uh, start in the right place. Start in the masjid. Start networking. Go to your, your good believing friends who are married and see if they know anyone. Mm, okay okay alhamdulillah um the advice that i always give people including my clients whenever they ask me is allah says in the quran that good men are safe for good women and good women are safe for good men bad men are safe for bad women and bad women are safe for bad men so if you can get yourself to a point where you've achieved a certain level of not just religiosity but spirituality taqwa closeness to allah consciousness of allah and you keep praying and making dua to allah you're on point then eventually inshallah the woman will enter your life in a way that you can't even imagine like it might be you just bump into her at like whole foods you know because whole foods they got wholesome women not the <laughs> rami saying uh maybe it's like i don't know like a dm or something like it's so coincidental but we know nothing happens by coincidence and i think that that would be the approach it's not necessarily where do you find them but what should you do for them to find you and for allah to put them in your life Brother Bilal writes, Assalamu alaikum shabab fad, get ready for that blurry fade. Oh, so this is this is one of my one of my close friends who I'm gonna visit. He's a barber, inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> From the States. Um, someone writes, it shouldn't be this difficult for people to get married. SubhanAllah, it shouldn't be, but this is kind of what it's come to. And there's many reasons, namely what Brother Rami has said that parents are a lot of the time making it difficult. Um, another reason is people have unrealistic expectations of the marriage market. So one thing that I hear from a lot of women is he needs to have XYZ, XYZ being something that is almost impossible to find. Not that it's, you know, like fully impossible, but it's, it's almost unreasonable. And then for men, for them, they expect a lot of these things in, in Muslims today that it's very rare to come across. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't have these standards. I think it's very important to have standards in life, especially when it comes to marriage and education, like Sister Flavia was saying. But there has to be that fine line between at one point, am I going to compromise my standards for like settling? You know what I mean? Like it's like you can think of it like a graph with like two lines. And one of them is like your standards. And one of them is like, OK, when you're going to basically cash in your chips and if you want to just die on that hill of like having hundred thousand percent standards and unrealistic you're not going to find anyone but then in the other extreme if you have no standards you can find someone literally tomorrow so you need to judge this as a man or woman watching this yourself that where do i want to find that balance between okay this is good enough and good enough can definitely be a lot no one's saying you need to settle um but just be real realistic and not aim for too much about that um, and then obviously there's other issues like mahar, like a lot of sisters equate their own self-worth with mahar. And again, although it's their right, Allah makes it very clearly that there's more barakah in like lower mahar and, you know, cheaper marriages. Um, but what do you think about that? Um, I think that it like when people ask for mahar and like, oh, how much is mahar or whatever, I feel like women at least the, the ones that I know who are like really reasonable, they say it depends on the men, right? It depends mm -hmm. on the guy's income. We have to take everything into account, not just 50K and that's it, like settled. That's my worth. That's how much I'm getting. I'm not no lower than that. Like, no, you have to look at how much the guy makes, if it's going to make a dent in him or not. 
because mesquite you're just gonna take money away from this guy who earns 10k a, a year mm. but um yeah you're just all about the Benjamins. It's clear that it's not even money necessarily, right? We want to make that clear that the mahar can be something else too. Um, mm-hmm. So Sister Flavia is right that it's not always about the money in the sense that you have to know what his means are and you need to know where to draw the line. Let's say he has super high religiosity, but he can only afford a lower mahar than what you are expecting. Then you need to make that judgment call, pray istikara, all that type of stuff. But it also doesn't need to be money in and of itself. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm about that bro do you do you want to pay a 50k mahar or <laughs> that's funny um so something people need to understand is it really strongly and i asked my sheikh about this and he, he affirmed it uh, it really strongly seems to be the case that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he encourages the men to give a lot and he encourages the women to take a little you know and that's very beautiful because on both sides you have a very giving man and on the other on the other end you have a woman that She's okay with a little bit. She doesn't require a lot. She's not super high maintenance. She doesn't need a lot. I think in the end, the mahr should be something that is is low, right? And reasonable for what he makes. So he makes $100,000 a year. A $10,000 mahr, I don't think it's too, too crazy, to be honest. That's only what 10% of what he makes in one year. Um, I don't think that's something crazy. If you want to do 3%, uh, you know, you could do that as well. And pardon my camera. I don't know. Bro, uh, how- I'm not feeling well today. What? How's the memory card? The like the SD card for the camera? Yeah. It's not in there. It hasn't been in there forever. If it's in there, then that doesn't happen. I tried that too. So so I should put it back in, is what you're saying? Oh, okay. I'll be back. You're using a capture card. Yeah. Okay, bro, be my guest, bro. Take your time. Okay, I'll be back. So brother Kareem asks, Are you married daddy and Rami? I don't I don't know what that means. But I am. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's hella sus, bro. Come on now. Um, yeah, Rami's married. Get fired a wife. He looking, I think. No comment. <laughs> no comment. No, this means. Yeah, no comment. Come on now. This is not about me to air my personal affairs. She means fifty k subs for Mahar. No, she means fifty k like dollar sign. I don't think she's talking about subscribers. But again, who knows? Because you are looking for a man of dawah. So if he has 50k subs, could that's be. True. That's true. Another age-related question. How old is this woman? Again, I don't think that's that's necessary <laughs> uh, to answer. But let's see. Pesos. So were you talking about pesos or dollars? In Peru, we don't use pesos. Um, that's a Mexican thing. I'm not Mexican. But... You're not Mexican, right? No, I'm not Mexican. I'm not. I'm not gonna name any names. But when Angel was here in Canada, someone very close to us thought that he was Mexican. Like just because he was. Us. It triggers us so. At least me, all my family. If we get called Mexican Latinos in general, it's like, oh my god, that's mm. <laughs> the only thing you know. So Mufti Mank asks, "How do you get married if I barely go out?" What would you say to that, Sister Flavia? Oh, my goodness. If They're basically a... <laughs> asking how you would get married if they ba- barely go out. So whatever that means. Um, I, so I would say if you have a Muslim family, that'd be great. Maybe get arranged. But in my case, since I don't leave my basement, I do have my TikTok. And mm. I just post on there, you know, 
whatever comes, it comes. I don't even have to go out. Just DMs. I don't answer to any of them though, because I just I can't be bothered. Because none of them have been great. Damn. So you just you have like all the abundance at your fingertips. That's what you're saying. Yeah, like listen, if you guys are gonna you know, propose in DMs, it has to be like chat GPT style, everything, your age. No. <laughs> no, like no sending. Let me let me let me put this up. We keep talking. Like um, what I mean by chat GPT style is none of this. Yeah, none of that. Uh, that is not like anyone who sends just like salam alaikum, sis, mashallah, beautiful. You're not gonna get an answer. Like mm. we only answer to those who say, like you know, who are genuine, who look genuine in their in their things. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually I respond to those saying, "Sorry, brother, not looking," <laughs> because it's true. It's true. Sorry, brother. You don't even say walaikum salam. Oh no, I say walaikum salam. If they oh, say walaikum yeah, salam, I was like, come on, now you're just going straight for the rejection. Because I feel um, bad, like just leaving them with the whole paragraph, and then like they've said what they're studying and how old they are, and I'm just like aired. No, I feel bad. So I just say, okay, salam alaikum, brother. No can do buckaroo. That's it. Keep it moving. Yeah. So Hasib asked, ask her if the husband has to be older. Hundred ten percent. Bro, listening, you would have you would have noticed that she said that. <laughs> Chat GPT has negative riz. What do you think about that? Actually, I've made a CV with Chat GPT, and I you don't need riz for a CV though. I mean, like a I just did one like as a marriage CV. Oh, really? But, but I didn't I didn't send it to anyone. Don't get me no, I don't send none. Okay. <laughs> but it it did come out pretty well. Can't lie. Okay, okay, alhamdulillah. Rami, how's it looking now? You tell me, man. No glitches? I think you got a little bit darker, bro. Um, Could be lighting. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. You don't have to fix it, bro. It's fine. Siddad writes, Fired, where are you from? I'm from Canada. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Bro, Bilal's out here just... Come on, man. <laughs> Would any of y'all marry your cousin? Oh, I want to know this. Uh, not a specific one, but in theory, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Why'd you say not a specific one? Because I, I feel like that would be weird. Mm. Well, any of my female cousins thinking, oh my God, he's talking about me or something like that. Do they watch us? I don't know. Alhamdulillah. Okay. What about you, Sister Flavia? All my cousins are 10 and 6 and 3, so... No. That's a little that's a little sus. Um why do you dislike the red pill? Oof. Like let's see. Just goes completely against the sun. The, the thing that I dislike the most about the red pill is that a lot of the guys who are really deep into it say that it's okay if a man cheats and it doesn't and it's not okay if a woman cheats, which is completely bogus to be honest. And mm -hmm. um that women are objects to them, basically. It's like, in, out, bye. That's it. You know, they don't like the aspect of marriage because it holds them down. Mm. And, and it, yeah, it is toxic masculinity. I hate using that word, but it is. That's the definition of toxic. 
I mean, you you wait, you lasted at least one hour before you pulled that out, though. So that's fine. <laughs> we'll give you a pass. If if someone comes as a guest and says toxic masculinity within like the first like five minutes, that's a red flag. That's oh, that's crazy. Definitely, because like there's so many other ways to articulate your thoughts than use a shaming tactic like toxic masculinity or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but Rami, um, how we looking, bro? Are you comfy now? You're muted, bro. Yeah, pretty comfy. Alhamdulillah, I'm good. Alhamdulillah. So mm-hmm. without letting this completely go into a marriage conversation, because the point of next week's stream was supposed to be talk about can men and women be friends? Let's still mm-hmm. steer back to the education thing because there's a couple more questions that we get a lot uh, of DMs on asking. Um, but before we do, do any of y'all have anything to say regarding the education talk thus far? Uh, no, nothing I can think of. Mm-hmm. What about you? No, not really. Okay, alhamdulillah. Um, let me pull these up. So, Nami, if you want to take over the floor while I pull up the rest of the questions. Okay, no worries, inshallah. Um, there was something I was going to say. Oh, yeah. People keep commenting, or at least one guy keeps commenting, you know, red pill doesn't go against Islam. Um, it absolutely does. It 100% absolutely does. And what do you mean by red pill, you know? If by red pill you mean the truth, okay, whatever. But if by red pill you mean the actual, you know, I'd say pseudo philosophical movement and ideological movement that prescribes that men should act a certain way and women should be a certain way, 100% goes against Islam because this is not something that, you know, these are not things, the things they teach are not things that Islam would allow. And some examples are what the sister said. Um, and another example, I would actually say, the the way in which they do polygyny the way in which they argue for polygyny is that i should be able to sleep with whoever i want how is that islamic it's very very un-Islamic. okay bro i got the question what are your thoughts on going to education and not compromising uh free mixing being something that we avoid so this is something that a lot of muslims are struggling with Well, I mean, this is just the downside of living in the West. Anywhere you go, there's going to be the opposite gender, even in most workplaces, 99% of them, unless you choose a field that's like mainly done by women or mainly done by men, um, and only people in your field are in that room, then, you know, you're going to come across opposite gender. That's life. All right. So that's just living in the West. I get that. I get that. But what about like it being a necessary evil and something that we can avoid if possible? That's a good question. And I think that's the only valid um, contention, you know, people can have with education. But the thing is, it wouldn't be only for women. It would be for men as well. I think that's something that people really miss, you know, unless working is seen by scholars as a necessity or sorry, school, unless school is seen as a necessity for working and a man has to work to provide, um, you know, there's no making the argument only for only for against women and, and only men can go to school. Um, bro, do you have any questions yourself? Do I have any questions myself? Any questions, bro? Anything you get regarding education, anything like that? If not, by all means, let me know. I'll just keep going. Yeah, nothing I can think of. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Can I just squeeze something in? Please. I am not a feminist. I saw someone saying that I was a feminist, then I have a feminist mentality. I am not a feminist. Just like to state Flavio, that. You don't have to you don't have to clear your name. <laughs> 
I don't think anyone here knows you're a feminist just by how you look. Oh. I mean, can you technically be a feminist niqabi? Sure, sure. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't, right? We don't know what's what's behind the veil if you think about, you know, equality and all this nonsense. But I think that by and large, most niqabis are not feminists. At least even a lot of hijabis that I know. Sure, some of them might have that. But the ones that are at least wearing it by choice, like yourself, because I know, no, your mom's not forcing you. Your family's not forcing you. We talked about your modesty journey into Islam in the last stream. So any of you that hasn't checked that out, link the description, check that out. Um, so I know for a fact, because it's by choice for you and many sisters that are by choice, usually they're not forced to wear hijab. So they can't usually secretly be a feminist. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But what were the comments saying? Yeah, somebody just said that I am a hidden feminist. And I was like, no, just because I don't like red pill doesn't mean I'm a hidden feminist. Mm, I don't I don't like red pill. I don't know if that makes me a feminist too. Then. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So next question is going to be, um, let's say that there are ways to avoid um, haram in university, right? Me having gone to university, I can answer this too. Sister Flavia, you're currently in university, right? And Rami, also having been in university, what would be the tips and advice for Muslims and Muslims to keep at the forefront of their minds to navigate this, I want to say sexual marketplace, but sure university but it kind of is because there's just men women a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes and residences that i'm sure you guys know what we're talking about so what would the advice be from you guys do you want to answer first take it away um my first advice would be lower your gaze and keep your head down um avidly you have to literally go out of your way to avoid the opposite gender you have to go out of your way to make sure that um, you're you're not sitting beside them. You know, maybe find a place where there are two guys, you know, beside you and sit in between them. Or, you know, if there's a guy in the second seat from the end, sit right beside him on the end. Or, um, you know, sit, uh, study, do most of your studying at home, not in the library where there are other women. Go to your classes. Other than that, you know, leave um, and, and do your studying at home. These, these are things you actually have to actively work. It's going to be an active jihad, essentially. It's not going to be something where it's like, I'm not going to do a positive action. That's not the case. You actually have to do many positive actions to avoid, um, you know, the opposite gender and, and talking with them. And something I would say, be very, very diligent in uh, communicating your, your Islamic belief and boundaries. You know, if someone comes and tries to shake your hand, don't give in. Just say, mm -hmm. I'm a Muslim. You know, I'm not allowed to shake hands with the opposite gender. And if they want to cry about it, let them cry about it. What are they going to go to the dean? Say, he didn't shake my hand. Are you going to get expelled for that? No. So be very clear and upfront about your, your religion, even if it's something that you see as small, right? Because we see, we might see it as small, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might see it as something that is huge. Mm. So TLDR, are you going to fear the deen or the deen? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love that, bro. Um, but let's say we go back to that same analogy of trying to avoid things that you can't avoid. One of the things that I've personally done is anytime I have like an anatomy lab or anything where it's a little bit more hands-on, I try to tell my profs and TAs very directly that this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. And again, they're going to, bro, if they want to think you're radical, let them think you're radical. But you got to do your part. And I tell them that if there is a way to arrange me with only like male partners for projects and assignments, especially the hands-on stuff, because, bro, women today in the West, no touch barrier. Same with men, but just, you know, outside of Islam, no touch barrier whatsoever. 110%. You know, so me taking these preemptive measures, is it 
is it something that's easy? No, because these are never easy conversations. And matter of fact, expect some type of pushback or them asking like, why? Why does this, you know, I've never been asked this. And then you can you can say it as it is, you know. I've had other times where if I was working a job or something, I had to say like, can I take a, a break at this time to pray, you know? Um, and they're like, oh, there's Abdul working here for six years. Abdul doesn't pray. I'm like, okay, I'm not Abdul though. You know, Abdul, Abdul's going out for five cigarette breaks a day. You can give me like 10 minutes to pray. It's not the end of the world. So really establishing your boundaries as a Muslim or Muslimah is extremely underrated. And this doesn't mean you have to do it in a, in a very mean or arrogant or rude type of way. But putting it in a way where you're not compromising your deen for anyone or anything. Um, but Sister Flavia, what would you add to that? I'd say when you're in a lecture hall, just sit at the front so that you can't look at anyone and nobody looks at you. Just sit at the front, especially if you're a man, so that your gaze is solely focused on the prof and what he's saying. Because even I, like, you know, I notice myself, like, when I get bored, I just look around and whatever. Not even for, like, the wrong intentions, right? But stay focused. Stay focused. Mm, okay, Allah says in the Quran to the believing men and women to lower the gaze. So it goes both ways. It's not just, you're right, it's not just men. Exactly. Um, and women have that fitna too. Um, anything else that you want to add to that to navigate? Um, I think that uh, university in the West, at least, you know, it's a very, very good thing to have, especially a degree, bachelor's, master's, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to put your Islam first at all times because it can get very dangerous. You can get very misguided with the people around you, especially in your university, because there's so much fitna. Not only, you know, the opposite gender being there, but even like the same gender being there with, you know, drugs, alcohol, et cetera, et cetera. You mm-hmm. want to fit in, but mm-hmm. stay away from this stuff, inshallah. Next question is, would you ask your kids or try to get them basically to get married before going into university or during or after so i would definitely try my best if they're ready to help them out you know and get them married before university because i'm not sending them to the meat market bro single like there's there's too much fitna um but what what would you guys say um i would say honestly it depends on them whether they're comfortable or not and i'm gonna make sure that they can communicate to me if they want to yes or no um I do think, though, that the man should kind of be, you know, I I have to look at and see how my future son is going to be. If he's mature enough, if he looks like he, you know, has his stuff intact, because I do understand that, you know, this is case by case. And I don't want him going into a marriage where I know that he, you know, hasn't finished his degree. He's not mature enough on this and this, you know, given pointers and whatever. Hmm. But um. Yeah, I would see how they are and see how comfortable the situation is. And I'd support them. I think I agree with you 100%. But I also think like parents, to add to that, they sometimes forget the importance of having a spouse, a companion, uh, an intimate partner, whatever reason you want to you wanna bring, whatever avenue you want to bring to the table, because they're having their needs met, physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever. But they've kind of been out of the game for a while if they were married for a long time. So they can't establish that empathy with their kids. And they're like, oh, you know what? You should be able to put your head down and study. You don't need someone. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's a disconnect there, definitely. Um, 
Sister Yasmin writes, get involved with MSAs and have Muslim friends. This is huge. If possible, yeah. obviously. Rami, what do you think? Just yeah, but just avoid the MSAs that are very mixed. There are some MSAs where it's like brothers and sisters are just completely mixed, you know, always at the same table, always together, going on trips together and that stuff. Avoid that. Hmm. Okay. Now do you want to answer the question, bro? What was the question again? <laughs> Subhanallah. Uh, are you sending your kids into university? Probably if you have the choice to pick. Um, before getting into university, would you get them married? Would it be during or would it be after? I would make it as easy as possible for my kids to get married um, as soon as they are ready. Um, as soon as I think that they are ready. Even if you know my, my son or daughter still live with me, um, I want them to have halal and I will vet, you know, um, the man for my daughters and um, do maybe a little bit of vetting for my sons, but I want them to wait till you know, they get to an age where they can do it themselves. Um, as for school, um, I really don't know, to be honest, I, I can't say for sure. I'm going to have to think about it and uh, maybe do it on a kid by kid basis. Hmm, alhamdulillah. Does your answer now, and this is the next question. Does it differ if it's a brother or a sister or like a son or a daughter? For which part? Marriage or? Yeah. Like marriage during which time in school? Um, like the way I would answer it is if I had a daughter, I would definitely want her to get married before school if I have the choice. Um, and I would do my best to find her like a suitable husband because I know that the thing with a lot of sisters is the more older that they get, and we're not going to cap here, we're going to keep it as it is, that youth is something that men take into consideration when they are looking for a spouse. I know Sister Flavia has her opinions on that on her Instagram. <laughs> I'm very well aware of them. It's okay. We can agree to disagree. Um, mm -hmm. I'm telling you from a man's point of view that men find youth and beauty and all this a little bit more attractive than someone that's older. If all else variables are going to be the same, by and large, um, some men might have a fetish of older women. That's okay. Um, but by and large, men do that. And it's biologically hardwired because of the fertility Um but what would you guys say? Um, my answer wouldn't really differ, to be completely honest. I'm not really worried. Like, I, I want my daughters and sons to get married as soon as possible. That might be, you know, at uh, 17, 18. That might be at 24, 25. It depends on the kid, um, whether it's a, it's a man or a woman. And mm -hmm. um, I, I know this whole thing about, and like me as well, you know, if I could, if, ever, if you have the same woman, you know, at 30... Uh, versus at 25 i'd rather marry the 25 year old if everything else is the same but you're never going to find that you know that's an idealist situation find me two women that are exactly the same in all aspects that uh, only different age you know that that it's yeah in theory but it's not practical it doesn't work so i don't mind sharing this i really don't care i married older and you know, alhamdulillah it's, you know, you know it's, it's a blessed thing for me not the fact that she's older but it's there's no downside to it alhamdulillah so and plus, you can have people that look like they're 50 at 25 and they look 25 when they're 50. So I understand the fertility aspect. You know, if you, if you, that, yeah, that's important. But, um, you know, as long as they are, um, you know, able to conceive or at least before 30, then you shouldn't have a problem at all. If they're above 30, okay, then maybe, you know, you got to be careful if you're, if you're worried it might be an issue. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's. May Allah uh, bless you, bro. Know. You're racking that extra ajr following the sunnah. I mean, love about it. Um, the two Muslims, when unfiltered content, Rami, do you know when we're getting the website set up? 
Uh, it might take a while. We are working on it. We're going to have a Rumble for sure because even for to have mm. like to have videos on our website, we have to first post it on Rumble and then embed it into mm. our website. <laughs> okay. Jose Miss on home, bro. I'm sure on we do too. too. Uh, inshallah, he's going to be here this Saturday for the live stream. Um, Sister Sada asks, isn't 17 too young? Well, it depends on the person. There are mature 17 year olds, and it's rare, yeah, but it's possible. And there are very immature 25 year olds. It really depends on the person. That's the beauty, that's the beauty in Islam. It doesn't put an age, it doesn't say at mm-hmm. this age you're ready to get married. You know, whether it's old or young, it says if you are physically, mentally, emotionally ready and mature, right. then there's nothing holding you back. SubhanAllah. I was just going to say that, bro. Like one of the criteria is physically, like you've entered the age of maturity or puberty. And then other things like mental, physical, if that's in check, you can get married, inshallah. Um, but mm-hmm. follow the law of your land too. You know what I'm saying? I don't want anyone mm-hmm. uh, from the, you know, FBI or whatever watching us. Um, but Sister Flavia, how would you answer that question though? Um, I think, yeah, I have the... The same answer as Rami. It depends on situation. And personally, I do think that, you know, girls should get married a little bit earlier because it does take that weight off of their shoulders, Um, especially once they get into their 25s. I know that it's, you know, that guys prefer younger girls and stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Like, it's a real fear, unfortunately, for women when you're hitting i don't know maybe tw- uh, above 25 that you get kind of scared um but alhamdulillah there are brothers out there who you know do say yes to women who are in their you know 25s 30s um etc cetera, etc cetera. however i do think that having that emotional support from a partner from a young age is really really necessary especially if even if you want to go into university Having that right there, someone who, you know, can help you by your side is 110 better than just staying at home, I feel like, at least. Um, and from my, uh, my friends who have been married while in university, they've had very, very good experiences, alhamdulillah. So I talk for them as well. They say, you know, their experiences have been well. So and they have this weight lifted off their shoulders because they know when you're living with your parents and studying, I don't know, it's a different kind of pressure that you have hmm. versus when you're with your husband and studying. Because it's like, oh, okay, like, you know what, if I if I do fail this class, ultimately I'm going to I'm already married and I'm just gonna have kids. So <laughs> You think like it takes a lot of the pressure away? It does take a lot of the pressure away. And we like it it forwards us in the aspect of we can choose because a lot of us do go into university and college with the mentality of, oh, I have to get this because this is a good degree because my parents want me to, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're with a husband and he's already providing for you, it's kind of like, okay, well, I have free roam to, to study whatever I want to study, right? Mm, like it takes that stress away almost. Exactly. Okay. Alhamdulillah. I agree with that. Um, someone wrote, I got married at 19. I was quite immature in many ways, but my husband was patient and alhamdulillah, I matured within the marriage. Alhamdulillah. I think that's a that's a very good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so just a few more questions. Uh, and guys, if you have any questions related to education and marriage, please write them now. This is your chance because we're gonna wrap up the stream soon. Um, we don't want to hit two hours again. Um, inshallah. But I do want to jump in quickly yeah, on that last comment. 
um, the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, when he married Aisha she was very young she was very mature and we could see how she matured over the years with the different you know hadith we have and the you know kind of story of her life when she was young you know there are instances where she would follow the Prophet وسلم, to see what he's doing see what he's up to and stuff um, and she would get jealous if he was with other wives or if he got a gift from another wife or something like that but um, she, she grew out of that as well you know um, so I think that is a great example and, and should provide a lot of hope for, for young women out there, especially if they see, like, for example, things like polygyny as the, the worst thing in the world. When you look at Aisha, anha, you know, she had her jealousy and that stuff, but she was able to get past it as well. Alhamdulillah. Mm. There's a very important point that I want to mention. So, and many, many of you have probably seen TikToks or reels about this, but when Rockefeller wanted to basically start this whole working movement and revolution, he said that I don't want a generation of thinkers. I want a generation of workers and that taxing both sexes would basically bring in way more money. And we're built upon this capitalistic society. And a lot of people don't realize is that even the fact that one man or one parent, let's say, is the breadwinner, inshallah, the man, because that's his responsibility by Allah, first and foremost, that almost nine times out of ten today unfortunately is not even enough money to keep the household going and this is something that a lot of people don't realize that we are kind of for lack of a better word embedded into a matrix and if we can escape that then alhamdulillah it can prevent us from a lot of haram and being just slave to the matrix but if we can't then it's almost unavoidable so that's why i think that when rami said that it's kind of like if she has to work sure it's very powerful because most cases today, she does have to work, unfortunately, unless the man can provide enough for her not to work. I rarely see a couple where the man makes enough to basically carry the whole team and the woman still wants to work. Whereas I see more cases where it's like out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, so, Rami, do you want to put some of the questions up? We got a lot of questions. Um, okay, one second. Inshallah. Sister Flavia, do you want to answer this while Rami posts them up? What if I don't want to get married? Genuine question. It's not like you're allowed to not want to get married and you don't have to get married, right? It does complete half of your deen, but it's not a must. And if that, if you want to be career focused, that's completely fine as well. Mm, okay. Just know what you're getting into. So um, I do have a few questions here. A lot of the questions are stupid. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm struggling to find good ones and taking time because a lot of them are dumb and very you know personal to people. So um, this is a good one. How to deal with pronouns in uni. Listen, they're going to say, you need to use my pronouns or else you know, you're basically violating me and my feelings and what I believe. And it's an act of kind of transgression against me. Just return the same thing. Listen, I identify as a Muslim. And Muslims have very particular beliefs. One of those beliefs happens to be the fact that when you're born a male, you are a male. When you're born a female, you are a female. And there's no difference between, or there should not be a difference between sex and gender. Um, I know you guys differ with that, and I can respect your opinion. But I'm sorry, you cannot force me to refer to you as a certain thing. You know, I don't come to you and say, you need to refer to me as, you know, the best Muslim in the world or the, <laughs> the most attractive person in the room. Or, you know, I don't say you have to refer to me as these things. So why should I have to refer to you as something you... I'd, even What if I genuinely thought I was the smartest person in the world? You know, I, I genuinely think I am. Am I going to go to everyone and say, you need to refer to me as this? That's, you know, that's not fair. Um, what if 
there are a lot of doctors have you know the, all the doctors they earn their 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 doctorates they earn their PhD they earn their medical degree so they earn the the term doctor. If I come and identify as doctor, you know, give me a term of respect, call me doctor, you know, that's very disrespectful to the doctors out there. And I'd say it's very disrespectful um, for a man to identify as a woman, never having struggles of a woman and a woman to identify as a man, never having the struggles of a man. Mm. You guys want to add to that? No, I think that's odd, bro. Someone wrote uh, how to deal with big forehead. There's Um, no, bro. That one. No, that one's for me. That one's for me. Don't answer. Don't worry. That one's for me. (laughs) Okay. Um, where did, did she miss the adhan? Um, if it was Aisha adhan, um, sure, she didn't pray clearly at adhan, but that's actually the sunnah of the Prophet Sallam to delay Aisha. So, if anything, she's trying to get that extra ajr, inshallah. Inshallah. Brother Omar asks, Would y'all marry a girl from uni? I mean, yeah. just me and Rami. Sister Flavi is not gonna answer that. You get <laughs> a man from uni, sure. Yeah. Um, you okay? You would? Mm-hmm. Why not? Okay, while you're both in university. While we're both in university, I I just have the the thing of like we could get married. It's just that where am I gonna live if he's you know you know just apart from me? I don't really like long distance things. I find yeah, that it's so like I feel ugh. Yeah, my parents had that, and it's like I felt bad for them. So. No. Honestly, I can't deal with the long distance thing. What, what, what do you what do you what do you define as long distance? Long distance is like for me it's like thirty minutes, one hour. <laughs> thirty minutes. Okay, thirty yeah. minutes is a bit That's not um, nothing. I, I think one hour plus is pretty mm. pretty long distance. And if like you can only see each other a few times a week or maybe even once, oh no, I can't deal with that. Mm. Preferably you guys are out of school or he's out of school. And then you guys are living together. Mm, best combination is when he's out of school, but she's in school. Exactly. Like one has to study. <laughs> okay. Um, Rami, what do you think? Um, would I marry uh, someone in uni? Yeah, I would. I'd marry a sister in uni. Mm, alhamdulillah. Okay. Uh, let's answer this question. How do I deal with prayer times at work or school? Very simple. There's study rooms place in the library there's there's gonna be places for you to study for you to study what am i saying for you to pray it's a choice sometimes i'm in the airport and i still till this day get that was was okay what are people gonna think what are and i just don't listen to it i don't cave into it i just make wudu and i just pray in the corner find the kibla direction it's that easy it's just a choice you know you can make as many excuses as you want but when it all comes time to salah either you pray which allah says salah is times they're fixed they're not things that we can delay unnecessarily um obviously we can combine and shorten if traveling but i'm not talking about that if it's work or uh school we should pray on time okay so the question asks (laughs) can you guys give me tips on life i'm a young man going into high school with a lot of fitna in this world. So we got middle schoolers watching us, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. What would you say? Um, as someone who went through it, uh, just stay away from the girls. Um, the girls are will try and approach you. Um, you know, if you're a uh, you know, a good looking guy, attractive guy, an outgoing guy. And sometimes when you're religious, actually, you know, the non Muslims will approach you. They'll see it as something that's exciting. So stay away from them. Be very clear. Very, very clear and blunt even. Even if you hurt their feelings or whatever and they hate you after, who cares? 
you know, I'm sorry, that's life. Um, keep keep learning Islam, and for you know whatever amount of hours you're putting into school, put at least ten percent of, of of that time into learning Islam, and you'll be good, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Next question: How do we convince parents to raise their daughters with homemaking skills? Most don't teach them uh, any for some reason. So the reality is that kids rarely go based on what you say; they go based on what you do. And we're all creatures of imitation. So if that's what you want, then that's who you should become. If you're not that and you just tell them to do this and you're not necessarily the best homemaker, let's say you're not really cooking, cleaning, you're raising your voice at your husband, being disrespectful to the type of woman that you are going to be, your kids are going to be receptive to that. And that's what they're going to model and emulate when they're older. However, if you want them to be a certain way, the best advice is that you should be that example for them. Um, because even if you tell them something, they're always going to go based on what they see you do. Um, but Sister Flavia, you can you can give me your opinion on that too. The difference. Um, I think that... Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you could do the the way my mom did it. She just wouldn't cook a day, and she'd be like, Flava, go ahead, do it. Or my grandma would just, like, put me in the kitchen, and she's like, you have to learn this. Come with me. And I would cook the salad. You know, I'd watch her do it. And alhamdulillah, like, it's skills that I think that every Muslim, like, not, like, just girls even, right? Uh, don't don't mind. don't say that. Don't, don't be like cooking <laughs> life skills. Because, like, if you're eating bro food every single day broccoli chicken mm. and rice you're gonna get bored you're gonna get bored obviously there's cookbooks but it's better to learn from from your parents and stuff it's nice spend time with them inshallah hmm. inshallah so sister flavia what were you got, what were you doing before tiktok because i don't have tiktok but i mean it's tiktok <laughs> i was in high school and i was just doing my own thing well actually we we're in quarantine and I just started doing TikToks and stuff. So, yeah, I was just chilling before. I... Mm, alhamdulillah. Rami is not married. Someone said he's married. I am married. R- Rami, make it clear, bro, for them. I am married. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> okay, you're married, but like, are you unavailable or are you still looking? That wasn't the question. Oof. Okay. Uh, will you have Sneeko on again if Allah no. wills? Inshallah. Allah. But I don't know about that, to be honest. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Any last questions? Let us know. Someone wrote, must take Shahada. Who must take Shahada? Oh, oh no. This this brother asked. Um, I invite him on the stream. Inshallah. Reach out to us on the three oh, most Please, Instagram listen, right now. DM, DM me. Let me put my Instagram right here. DM me, please. I'm going to send you the streamer link, and then we can we can radicalize you today, inshallah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now to be fair, to be fair, you know, this is I I saw his comment before. He asked, "What's the best way for a Christian to come to Islam?" Um, and that's the only reason I know he wants to uh, accept Islam. Now, this could be right. This could be a random person trying to troll. It's always possible. Uh, but mm-hmm. we will give him the best, inshallah. Sure. That he, you know, is sincere wants to accept Islam. DM me, bro. Inshallah, you got a few minutes before we wrap it up. Have you guys ever had someone who's trolling about their shahada on here? No, nah, not yet. But it's still not yet. <laughs> it's still open to like being a possibility. Yeah. We have this innate fear that someone's gonna come flash themselves on stream. Ooh. And I remember talking to Rami about it. I was like, if this happens, like, what what do we do? Because we know a YouTuber who is a streamer as well, a Muslim Dawa YouTuber, mm-hmm. and he had that happen to him. Mm. 
Yeah, subhanallah. Okay. We can make them like show their face um to us in the in the room before. DM me, bro. Put your money where your mouth is. Inshallah, we would love to host you. Inshallah. Someone going. said use a stream delay. I was thinking, but you guys wouldn't look at live chat, eh? Going to make Insta to DM. Okay, in that case, just just comment your email here, bro. I'll just email you the streamer link. Let's keep it simple. I want you registering for a, a social media app and be responsible for all the fitna you're going to get into just because of this. Because <laughs> anyone that doesn't have social media, please, if you made it this far, do not get it. It's not worth it. Rami, do you want to put up some other questions, bro, while I email him? Uh, yeah, sure. Inshallah. Bismillah. Did he Brother Adrian, bro, feel free to just paste your your email. All right. Um, how do you guys do your podcast? Is it on Zoom or something like that? So we use StreamYard right now to do, um, you know, the virtual podcast. Did you guys get involved in that MSA in uni? What were your experiences like? Not really, to be honest. Um, I, other than going to, to Jamaa and praying in the masjid, I never really got involved. What about you guys? Nope. Too too much haram, bro, going on. I was talking to someone about this yesterday that a lot of these events are Muslim events, but they're not Islamic events. And there's a difference, you know. It's true. Adrian, bro, come on now. He's gonna he's gonna say, Oh, I have to make a new email to send it to you. No, no, no. If he says that, bro, that's it. That's that's the clear sign. <laughs> yeah. Where's Anho? He's traveling right now. It's like three AM, four AM for him. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go back to Instagram. There we go. I got a request. And he said I sent it. Salam alaikum, brother Fayad. I don't know if this is this you, bro. This this looks like a legit like. How do you have eighteen hundred k, eighteen hundred followers? I don't think this is you. No, 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 it's probably not. <laughs> nah, because someone just DM me. Salamu alaikum, brother Fayed. Um, so I'm just waiting on this DM right now. He said he sent it. I don't know if he means the DM or his email in the chat. buying a supercar haram I'm not that I'm aware of but you should go ask a scholar oh he said he sent it in this chat what the hell bro can you Maybe paste it again send. yeah please paste your email again bro sometimes the chat like it blocks out certain things yeah, put, so a, put a space bro whatever is your email and then put a space and then put at and then another space and then gmail or yahoo or whatever and then dot com or whatever Bro, this is the most delayed shahada ever. Come on. A lot of barakah, though, for the wait. Oh, you guys are going to do one right now? Yeah, that's what we're waiting for. Oh, okay, okay. He's, he's coming. He sent it. He sent it. Uh, okay, and then what is it? At, at what? Adrian, Adrian Ramos 92. Bro, that's, you just made that right now, bro. Don't lie. Adrian, Adrian, Ramos, ninety-two. Did he did he say the 
handle? I don't I don't see it. Bro, come on now. You put it there like a gamer tag, like I'm just supposed to add you. <laughs> oh, Gmail. Okay, bro, is it .com, .ca? Come on, I'm not trying to be a hard ass, but we got to be specific now. I think we should assume it's .com, bro. Let's see. I've never seen it. Oh, there's like both, bro. There's .com and .ca. No. Just send it Just send it to both, and if someone else joins, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Two shahadas, bro. He said .com. Okay, alhamdulillah. Done. Now, when you do come, please make sure that if you are a brother, like your name suggests. Um, actually, you know what? I don't even need to tell you that. Maybe it's Adriana. Nah. Come on. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, someone's just spamming.com. Appreciate you guys. Is tax evasion haram? Of course, bro. What type of question is that? You're supposed to obey the law of the land that you live in. Unless it goes against the dean. Mm -hmm. See? So, Sister Flavia, I had a random question for you. So, given that you're a gamer, have you had good experiences with men and their idea of you being a potential wife, being a gamer? Or do you think that this has been a deterrent to them? Um, Don't answer what the gamers, your your friends on online, so <laughs> obviously they're going to find that okay. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't really game too, too often. That's the thing. Like, if okay. I do, it's usually just with friends. Okay. Yeah, but... we got Adrian in the chat. Oh, there we go. Hey. Adrian, how's hey, it going, bro? Adrian, how's it going, bro? Good, how you doing? Good, good. All right, so why don't you tell us a bit about your story? Um, Raised Christian pretty much my whole life. Uh, stopped going to church around 18. And a few years ago, I had a friend who converted to Islam and... I always asked him about it. Like, I always would just check, like, hey, are you still, I would ask him, are you, do you still practice Islam? And he'd always tell me yes. And um, it just caught my mind and it really interested me. And uh, later, earlier this year, or I guess late 2022, I'd really gotten into some uh, issues. And I just found myself on a, uh, on a mat praying to God screaming for for god's help and i noticed that in islam there's also similar like different prayer mats and it it just kind of it shocked me and so i ended up buying a quran um wow. just became more interested in the three muslims channel and yeah it's, <laughs> i was expecting to get on stream today sorry it's, uh, <laughs> it's okay oh, bro, bro. <laughs> No worries. That's that's a very beautiful story. So with that being said, no point in delaying it. Let me share my screen. Uh, so have you seen a Shahada before? Or do you know how it goes? I've seen seen it on your stream, but um, I know it's I haven't gone through one before now. OK. All right. So uh, and that's all. That's all that matters. If you've seen it before, alhamdulillah, we're going to go through it together. So first, I'm just going to ask you six very simple questions just to make sure that you have the basic Islamic beliefs in line before you accept Islam. So firstly, do you believe that there's only one God worthy of worship with no partners, no sons, no daughters, no associates? I do. Perfect. And do you believe in the angels that God describes in the Quran? I do. 
And do you believe in the prophets and the messengers that God has sent to the world, like, you know, Abraham and Moses and Jesus and the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him? Yes. Perfect. And do you believe in the revelation that Allah has sent with these prophets, like the Quran, the original gospel, the original Torah, and so on and so forth? I do, yes. Perfect. And do you believe in um, destiny and decree from God? Yes. And lastly, do you believe in life after death in the day of judgment? I do. Okay, perfect. So now you're just going to repeat after me in Arabic, and I have the words on the screen here for you. Okay, can you see the screen? I can. Okay, perfect. So say, Ashhadu. Ashhadu. An la. An la. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illallah. Illallah. Wa ashhadu. Wa ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammadan. Muhammadan. Abduhu. Abduhu. Wa. Wa. Rasulu. Rasulu. Perfect. Now you're just going to repeat after me in English. Say, I bear witness. I bear witness. That there is none worthy of worship. That there is none worthy of worship. Except for Allah. Except for Allah. And I bear witness. And I bear witness. That the Prophet Muhammad. That the Prophet Muhammad. Is the servant. Is the servant. And messenger of Allah. And messenger of Allah. Takbir. Allahu Akbar. Akbar. Welcome to Islam. So that's that's how easy it is to become Muslim. You are officially our brother in Islam now. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Of course. Um, How do you feel, bro? How do you feel? I feel great. Um, I think it's been a long time coming. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of have been putting off on just because I've felt like there's so much that I need to know and there's so much that I need to learn that um, I almost don't feel like I don't know. I didn't feel like I was even qualified to do a shahada, but hmm. um, I want so to keep me... learning about this religion and uh, just putting my feet wet and is the first step. So, yeah, alhamdulillah, sister Flavia. What advice would you have for brother Adrian? Because I'm sure at one point you felt like this is taking on a lot. You know, did I do it prematurely? Am I ready to be a Muslim? Because once you do the shahada, you kind of it's it's it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brother Adrian, just like to say, Alhamdulillah, you're Muslim now. All your sins are forgiven. Everything from the past is in the past. But my my advice to you is to take stuff slowly. Okay. Don't mm. burden yourself with a lot of things at once because you will find yourself getting overwhelmed. Right. And I, a lot of people say this, and um, it's true. Right. I even feel overwhelmed sometimes with the amount of information that people give me. And I've been three years a Muslim, right? And I still feel that today. And um, I can tell you that even born Muslims feel that way sometimes as well. So take your time, study the deen, study. You're, you're going to get more knowledgeable with time. And inshallah, like you have a, you have a good road, straight path. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. And um, we're definitely going to connect afterwards. Now that you and Fahid have exchanged emails, inshallah, we can grab your number. We can make a group chat. And we actually have um, the Three Muslims Discord. I don't know if you've joined it or not, but you can do that. I actually have dedicated brothers in there um, who will answer any question you have and help you with it. And also, you know, provide a community. Because one thing we're really big on in Islam, and I think Muslims really, really need to work. Um, that was not a funny joke, by the way. Uh, yeah, literally. Um, 
something that Muslims really, I think, need to work on is building a good community for Reavers like yourself. So that's something that, inshallah, we're looking to do. So I'll send you the link to the Discord you can join in. We're going to take good care of Perfect. you. Like I mentioned, you are a brother in Islam. It might seem a bit scary now, but I promise you, it's it's really not that difficult. You know, the Prophet, peace be upon him, um, a man came to him once and he said, you know, what what should I do for Islam? And the Prophet, he told him, you believe none worthy of worship except Allah in the Prophet Muhammad as the last messenger of Allah. That's the shahada you just gave. That's the testimony, right? You just testified to. Secondly, is that you pray five times a day. And I know someone who doesn't pray five times a day, hearing that is like, oh, that's difficult. But imagine I said five different points in the day, you're going to sit down for two, three minutes and you're going to meditate. That wouldn't be something that's difficult, really. And I know you've probably seen how Muslims pray. It's very, it's kind of like recharging your battery throughout the day. You get to disconnect. You say, Allahu Akbar, God is greater than everything else, right? That's what Allahu Akbar means. God is greater than the work and school and, you know, family stresses and whatever. And you get to focus on you, your connection with him and pray. So, you know, the first and the second thing, just the shahada, praying five times a day, um, fasting the month of Ramadan, uh, giving two and a half percent of your, you know, your savings in charity to help the poor. And if you can, once in your lifetime, if you can physically and financially afford it, you go to uh, Mecca and you do what is called Hajj. And I could tell you about that. Um, but it's a very beautifully, spiritually enlightening journey. So back to the hadith. The Prophet said these five things to him. Just five things, uh, you know, throughout your life. And the man said, I'm only going to do that and nothing else. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, if he, if he straight stays true to that, if he actually does those five things consistently, and he doesn't do like excessive evil, then he will go to Jannah. That is what the Prophet, peace be upon him, told him. Yeah, peace be upon him, told you know us in the hadith as well. So it might seem like it's a lot now. And even maybe the five things I read off, you're like, oh, how am I going to do this and that? I promise once the time comes and you've been doing it like for a few days or for a year, even fasting, you know, after five, six days, you, your body gets used to it. It will be very beneficial and it will not, it will not be difficult for you, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. So uh, Rami, just real quick, this is what people are commenting. What the heck? And someone wrote, it's because you need to set it to stay active forever. The setting. Maybe up, maybe right? Sister Flavia knows more about Discord. Yeah. You're a gamer. <laughs> yeah, you have you to think? activate it. Okay. Um, Brother Adrian, I saw that your Quran says in Spanish. Oh, English. You... I think it was just the, the letter. Oh, English. <laughs> I thought it was Spanish. <laughs> But, uh, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. so brother adrian do you have any last minute questions for us even though we don't want to overwhelm you but maybe there's something on your mind right now that you were hesitant in asking do you, you can take the time now um i think i might just try and go through the discord um see about any mosques in the community i, I found mm -hmm. one nearby um I'm not really sure how the, the hours work or if it's a similar. Um, I guess I can look online to check that out. But um, right now, I'm, I'm good. You guys got my email. YouTube, I think, kept blocking it when I was trying to send it. Yeah. Because mm. I had to, like, yeah, I sent it. That's Shaitan, bro. That's Shaitan. He doesn't want you to <laughs> it, bro. SubhanAllah. Um, but may Allah bless you, bro. You're going to be in our duas. Everyone make dua for Adrian. Tonight, whatever time zone you're in, that he stays steadfast in the deen, inshallah, amen. and that he stays in the right path. Allahumma amin. Allahumma amin, ya Rabb. Allahumma amin. All right. It's uh, been an hour, almost two hours, alhamdulillah. I think we're probably good to, you know, begin to, to close the stream off. Inshallah. Inshallah. All right.
So um, uh, while we just wrap up, we'll let Brother Adrian go. Unless you have any final questions for us, we'll touch base afterwards. Inshallah, make sure that you are uh, taken care of and you know in, in every aspect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Of course. Thank you for coming course, on bro. last minute, bro. We appreciate yes. it. We really appreciate you, bro. Take care. God bless. Um, and Sister Flavia, do you want to answer the question right now that they've been waiting the entire stream for? Should women be educated if they haven't gotten it already? Um, should women for the West, it's probably the best if you're not married. Yes. But it's not a necessity in Islam to be educated university-wise. Just learn your fard stuff and inshallah you'll be good. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Rami, what about you, bro? Um, I would say first and foremost, the most important thing is that you learn Islam. It's an obligation upon every Muslim to learn their religion, to learn Islam. And um, if you have things hindering you from doing that, you should get rid of those things and focus on learning Islam. It will benefit you, it'll benefit your family, it'll benefit your children. Uh, and there's basically no reason to not learn Islam. So everyone should learn Islam first and foremost. After that, um, I'm not going to say they should or shouldn't, um, get an education. I think we we definitely need people, both men and women, who are educated in different fields. You know, female uh, nurses, female well, most nurses are female. But, you know, uh, doctors, dentists, and so on and so forth. Um, even you know, female chiropractors. If a woman has back issues, I would not want a man touching her to uh, to to help her with that. Um, there are certain levels of permissibility if it's by necessity, but it would be better if we had you know uh, women working for our women uh, mm, in, in these rooms. I'm, I have one question for Sister Flavia, but I'm going to save it for next Wednesday, inshallah, inshallah. when we do the next stream. Um, but if you guys have nothing to say, inshallah, Rami, bro, you can wrap it up. All right. Jazakallah khair, everyone who joined. May Allah bless you guys. Please make dua for our new brother in Islam, brother Adrian. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adhaab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.